Welcome to your mandatory wellness session. I'm your host, Anoop. And I'm your other host, Samir. Samir. Ready for a high energy episode? <laughs> yeah, I, yes, I, yeah. I think so, hopefully. We gotta be super high energy. I was told that we weren't high energy enough on the last well, episode I, I, by I, you. I, yeah, okay, well, when I was editing, it just felt, not that we were, like, particularly low energy, it just felt like we weren't as jazzy okay well <laughs> let's be jazzy man uh, i don't know man hard to say um you're yeah, immediately feel... not being jazzy <laughs> if i could think of a phrase to encapsulate not jazz it would be like i don't know man hard to, hard say. to say i i do say so I, one thing i will notice i'm sure you've noticed as well when you edit the podcast there are certain just transitional phrases or just phrases you fall back on or i fall back on I've kind of noticed some of them, but hard to say is almost certainly one of them. Another one is, you know, it's interesting, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just standard nerd shit, right? That's just me. Oh, it's actually very interesting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's very rarely interesting. My sister actually told me this before, too. She's like, whenever you're like, oh, wow, it's actually super interesting. She's like, it literally never is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And fun facts are never fun. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, well, I'm not going to say never, but almost I. I think mostly they're either horribly depressing or they're just like, all right. Well, okay, yeah. If you're if you're specifically going into a fun fact for the purposes of delivering something truly devastatingly sad, that's a fun bit. <laughs> that is right. That's a great bit we can all agree on. I think my most recent thing, I, I don't know what exactly the context was, but I texted my sister something about like, I think there was a, this was probably several months ago, like last time there was like a major earthquake. And I texted her something about like, Oh, interesting, actually, like, about, like, the various earthquake rating systems. She was like, that's, why would I care about this? <laughs> why does it matter where the, like, Mercalli scale and the Richter scale, like, don't match anymore? Like, the moment magnitude, like, who cares? Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry you were on Wikipedia and now you need to validate <laughs> that you did that. Right, then, then you use an hour of your time learning about the different ways these scales measure and, you know, which is the most valid way to do so. But... You wasted that time, and now you're wasting my time. <laughs> it's all about the energy released versus, like, the size of the wave. Totally. Sure. They scale, they scale differently. What can Samir, I say? look, I went to elementary school. I understand what you're talking <laughs> I, about. I, I'm fully aware of this. So that's the size of the wave. I think we can all agree. Yeah, yeah. Samir, how has your week been? Uh, it has been... It has been okay, I think. <sighs> Just instantly, the energy back down to one... <laughs> It's been great. Yeah, um, my Richter scale went to sleep. It gained sentience and fell asleep. Oh my god! Well, you don't want that. No, I think I think the week has been the, the week has barely started. Frankly, oh, true. It is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. <laughs> that in itself says something about you. You're like, oh, the week's got to be mostly over. I it feels like it has. Look, to I be. didn't have a weekend this week. It's oh, sure. fucking Thursday for me. Fair enough. No, I um. Well, I'm on call this coming weekend. Which is always a downer, because that means the Sunday before that, you're like, oh, this is my last day off for 12 days. Just, yes. This brings you right down. Eh, is what it is. You know, such is life. Say la vie. But, um, you know, not not great. <laughs> I'm French, this podcast. Yes, that was yeah. I just want you to live in this world that you brought us into. <laughs> uh, so you had a golden weekend last weekend. 
yeah, yes. I, yeah, I, I, yeah sure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the most sure. bullshit term in the world. I know I'm setting us up for a bit that I have done 800 times, but Golden Weekend is the shittiest term in the world. And I yeah, I mean, it. it's just not, I mean, it's, it's a weekend. I had it's a weekend. Just a weekend. Just we should come weekend. up with another name for one day weekends. Like half weekends. Um, or shit. Trash fire. <laughs> trash fire. Just enough time to make you remember what it's like to relax, but not enough time to actually do so. It's yeah. it's, wor- it's wordy, but... <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like yard time in a prison, you know? It's like, hey, remember the outside world? <laughs> Anyways, back inside. God damn. All right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's 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 a, it feels more literal with radiology because sure. you do actually. I go out for like lunch to go grab lunch, and I'm like, ah, oh, the sun. Literally, my eyes hurt at least twice a day <laughs> due to the sunlight. Well, so right now it, it it is rather warm where I am. I mean, obviously it's August in mm-hmm. general. It is warm most places, but I also am in the south, so it is definitely warm. It is humid, and so. When I'm outside, I'm like, oh, man, it's so, like, nice and warm outside. But it doesn't make me want to, like, do things outside. I'm like, you know what I should do? Go, like, go for a walk. <laughs> like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, that's not coming to mind as, like, the go-to move right now. Um, which would probably be good to do, but haven't been doing it, really. Yeah, yeah. I mostly take advantage of the sun by uh, opening up my blinds every once in a while. Hmm. But sometimes I don't do that because the blinds are, like, I don't know, several feet away from the couch. So, like, that doesn't so seem uh, That makes it tough. Well, so yeah. I... I don't know exactly when I did this, but I at some point kind of just opened my main blinds in my living room, and I basically just keep them open. Like I'm on, the, I'm on the eleventh floor, so it's not like I'm like you know. Oh, okay, yeah. See, I have people across from me, and yeah. I don't want to wear pants. Right, sure, so sure. I mean, kinda... I, I mean, I guess someone could have some binocs and be taking a peep, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, if they're putting in the effort, right, right. I mean, they they, they deserve a reward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if this is the reward. They this want. is the reward they want. I mean, sure. All right. (laughs) It's not, you don't need a lot of tickets to get this reward. You know, it's the same price level as the fucking erasers. I will say next to my apartment, there is, um, there is construction. Like there is, they're building another tall building. And at some point, I don't know when, I guess sometime in the last few months, it like reached my level. So, I mean, I'm sure they're going to get a good look, but you know. The the construction worker is. And finally, Samir knew what it was like to be catcalled, and it yeah. wasn't good. It inside of his own apartment. Right. <laughs> hey, you put some clothes on. Oh, I didn't want this. All right. <laughs> it's not even catcalling. They're just like, please put pants on. Yeah, they're just they're, they're just berating me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're working. <laughs> so yeah, it's been good. Life's life's okay. The week's the week's solid, I guess. Forty percent through. Um, how's it been for you? Now I see your issues with maintaining high energy while talking about <laughs> you're your right. That's what I'm saying. You're judging me, but it's tough. It, it is tough. Because immediately, as soon as someone's like, how's your reaping? You're like, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life is real. It's best Oops. if we don't think about the actual events that make up our lives. Right, exactly. Let's see. What's been good in this week? Uh, so I was on call this weekend. This already sounds great. There were a few cool cases on call, okay. which is pretty neat. In like interventional, like procedural cases, you mean? Oh, no, no, no. This is all diagnostic radiology. Okay. Okay. If it was interventional, I might be even more high energy. But I had a really cool case of this guy who fell down at home. S- sounds very cool. <laughs> well, here's the interesting thing. My hospital is not a 
trauma center. So sure. we don't get a ton of trauma. So already I'm like, when they say like trauma on the report, I'm like, okay, so they stubbed their toe and they sure. don't have a fracture. The end, right? This guy actually came from an outside hospital where they had already scanned him and they said mm. like, oh, this guy has a fracture, but it's fine. So send him back to his home institution. Right. And they scanned him when he got here. And I get a call from the tech from the scanner and he's like hey uh should we take this guy off the scanner because things are bad and essentially his fracture was very unstable <laughs> and his spinal cord was fully stenosed like borderline transection level of stenosis and the guy had gone from like walking after the fracture to flaccid paralysis oh my god dude I'm, like, calling people, and you're like, somebody help! <laughs> yeah, somebody do something about this. This oh is God, why I'm terrifying. like, I know I want to do interventional, because I'm like, we let's, let's go take care of this guy. That like, that's really terrifying. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, God damn it. Something about fun places. Toast. <laughs> I think it probably wasn't <laughs> toast, but I can't say for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know what I was going to say. So maybe it was toast. Fact. Maybe it was toast. Yeah. As far I as... actually haven't had toast in so long. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had toast have... recently. Yeah. It was, it was okay. okay. It was, it was now solid. for Samir's review of toast. Yeah. What I mean, did it say? It, you know, I, I will say it wasn't like particularly special toast. It was just, wow. it was very standard. It was a Kroger brand like white bread that I toasted. I buttered with a respectable amount of butter, obviously. Mm. Uh, interesting. Here's a question for you. How do you like your toast done? I am someone who, I, 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 you know, I prefer to not be very toasted. My sister often refers to the toast I eat as anemic. Uh, maybe you're unaware. She is also a doctor. <laughs> mm. That checks so, out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. But well, where she prefers it to be like more kind of classically like darkened toast. But I don't know. I, I I like a slight like a, I like a light like a light brown sort of hue to the toast. Mm, mm, mm. And tall, kind of, fair, slim. I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like my toast like tall, slim, and trim. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to be clear to all the listeners: we are referencing something from Indian matchmaking. We are not colorist. Please don't. Please don't let this be the first emo we get. I yes. mean, I swear to God, <laughs> we're not colorist. We're just referencing a program that is colorist. Right. That's all Not we're great. doing. Anyway. I, I, if nobody has seen Indian matchmaking, it's both terrible and delightful. <laughs> like most reality TV. Yeah, as in the description, extraordinarily problematic, but admittedly very entertaining. But yes. once again, extraordinarily problematic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cannot emphasize that enough. <laughs> so, toast. Thoughts? Thoughts Thoughts on toast. I'm more of a well-done sort of person when it comes to toast. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want so, I want that good crunch. That's all right. kind of what I, I go for in all aspects of my life, mm. uh, but particularly toast. And, and <laughs> it, in that aspect, it actually makes the most sense. Sure. <laughs> like when I was interviewing for residency, people asked me, "Oh, what are you looking for in a program?" And I would say, "Well, you know, uh, camaraderie. I want you know good academics, uh, that good crunch. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Becky, Becky with that good crunch. You know, <laughs> Becky so. with the good crunch. She was never trouble. She never got into trouble." <laughs> Right, you know, Becky with the good hair, she was getting a lot of crud. Yeah, trouble. I mean, well, that makes sense. But Becky, who knew her way around a toaster oven, she was fine. Not <laughs> very reasonable. Her. Okay, interesting. I, I guess my second follow up question to this: Are there scenarios in which that changes? If you're having a toasted sandwich, does the quality of toast you want change in terms of like the toastedness? 
Obviously, it can't be too toasty right. with a sandwich, but it does necessitate more toasting in general. A sandwich, sure. now the toast is a structural aspect. Right. Mm, that's fair, yeah. That's actually a big pet peeve of mine. It's like untoasted buns on hamburgers. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? So it's interesting. You know, I I will often do a toasted bun, but I recently had an untoasted bun. I, I, I made burgers this past weekend. They were great. And I um, had them initially with untoasted buns, and I mean, it was fine. I think the toasted buns were better. But it wasn't like... I don't want to say that you're, like, a bad person or anything like that. Sure. That's not, that, that's that's because, not what I'm trying to say. I, I want to be clear, given the current context, that would be an insane thing to say. Continue, though. <laughs> but I want, it does make me question sort of, like, your moral fiber. Derek, sure. did, you, did you give these burgers to somebody else? So, I, I will say, so yes, but I also... But, but, but... I was, I, I asked specifically, I was like, does any, did, it was two people. I, I was, you know, we were, we were minimizing yeah, groups. Yeah. And, and, and you I were was, using your six foot long spatula. <laughs> I was. And I said, uh, who wants their buns toasted? And the uh, the two people there, they said they did not want it. So I was like, ah, fuck it. I will also will not have mine toasted. The fact that you gave them a choice, it, it like... It is to say, do you want to breathe? No, they want sure, to. Sure, sure. So I, I, that's fair. So I, I, I mean, I guess the the error was earlier. Yeah, All you, right. could, you shouldn't have asked because they don't. Okay. They might not know. They might not be enlightened. You know, they that's might. good. That's actually that's that you you make a fair point, right? Uh, okay. And then All you right. gave them an untoasted bun. So I guess like. I just, why did you bring two people that you clearly hate into your house? Right, that's a good, that's a very good point. You know, I will say, uh, the burgers themselves were, I mean, just, uh, if I dare say so myself, exquisite. Mm, sure. I mean, truly a very, I mean, based off, um, as I mentioned, I, I'm not sure I mentioned on the podcast, my dad is an incredibly good cook. And among other things, he makes uh, very good burgers. So I was using one of his um, recipes that he um, uses for burgers and, I mean, truly extraordinary. Uh, quite, a, quite a few ingredients, but very good. I will say there's one caveat to the toasted bun thing, which is that a Martin's potato roll holds up surprisingly well on toasted. What? I don't even know what that is. Well, you need to change your whole life. <laughs> it's the stand. It's If you go to a lot of places, it's kind of like the standard bun that they use. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's <clears> not like super expensive, but it just has a great texture and sort of great flavor that people mm. really like with burgers. Would you say it has great mouthfeel? I would say that, but okay. I'm pretentious about food. <laughs> so, so, okay, well, as long as we're honest. <laughs> I wouldn't advocate other people say <laughs> Sure, that makes sense. That's yeah. very reasonable. Yeah, like I wouldn't advocate that you serve your loved ones untoasted buns. These are things mm. I wouldn't advocate. As Actually, I'm going to go out, you know, we don't make any medical statements here, but as a clinician, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend serving somebody an untoasted bun. You know how most times it's like four out of five dentists recommend Colgate? In this yeah. case, five out of five dentists recommend toasted buns... Because they killed the sixth dentist. <laughs> okay, but you had friends over. Look, since something good happened. No, no, I mean, no, it did. It was, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And some people who I hadn't seen in a while, they've been, you know, careful about social distancing, and you know, obviously, no one, none of us are symptomatic, and we also were keeping a reasonable social distance as well. So, but yet in a safe way. Whenever I have people over, I feel sort of like, or, or not even people over. Whenever I spend any time with people, really. I feel kind of like guilty about it because sure. I, I know like theoretically if you can minimize it, you're supposed to, but then there's something to be said for the fact that we are fundamentally like social creatures and like, I think if you're doing it in an intelligent way and not having like large groups and are being reasonable about it, you know, I think it's fine, but I, 
you know, th- this is me justifying it. Obviously. Sure, sure. Hey, man. I mean, being single in the apocalypse is like difficult. So it's it's not not difficult. <laughs> it's hard. Okay, I just like I just come home and I'm just in this place all the fucking time. <laughs> I really feel bad for the podcast listeners that they didn't get to see. Like you did the perfect just like look around. With sadness. <laughs> it was just really well done. And so I really liked my apartment in, like, January. And now I fucking hate it. <laughs> no, I still like mine. I like my apartment. It's fine. It's a fine place. You know, like, I got my TV. I like the, like, three feet that compromises the space on my couch that I always sit. That's getting more and more of a groove in it. I think I need to replace my couch cushions. <laughs> or just, like, flip them. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a problem. <laughs> Can you, like, switch two of them so that you move the groove? Oh, this is, like, the, um... Well, I guess I don't know enough about catch, couch anatomy. I gotta go study real quick. <laughs> <laughs> this is the seat that has the extended leg portion. Oh, you the know, chase. The chase, the chase, of course. Take it from the top. This is the chase, Samir, which, of course, is <laughs> oh, no. that I always we're not, do. We're not getting rid of your... your pitiful admission about your lack of couch anatomy knowledge I and mean, that's staying okay. for sure okay mr untoasted buds let's that's, not throw rice hey. in this glass house <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> but i was sitting on the chase and i always sit on the chase i mean the chase I, is i mean that's like the best part of the couch it's the best part of the couch and i aligned my tv such that it is directly in front of oh, that's interesting so part of the reason i actually don't sit in my chase uh, with with a lot of regularities, actually, because it's misaligned from the TV, and so I sit sort of in the more middle aspect of the couch, but then I put my feet on the coffee table, which is fine; like, it works out well. But that that that's interesting. I yeah. so I, I I prefer to keep the symmetry. Uh, I'll, I'll put it this way: you know how like maybe in TV shows or whatever they convey this guy who's recently not single. And, but he has, like, this chair that he really loves, and it's like, oh, this chair, but this chair represents me being a single guy, and it's, like, part of my apartment, and I love it, right? Why is that such a weirdly specific and accurate trope? I don't know. It's something that's resonated. I think a lot of people have those little touchstones that they, yeah, like, keep yeah. from when they're single, right? This is a habit that I've developed purely because I'm single, right? I'm like, I can align my chase with my TV because, like, who else is fucking single? No, I mean, I mean, you're right. Like, I could as well. I just... Like, I feel right. like aesthetically kind of annoys me, so I don't, but, like, yeah, I yeah. could. Yeah, so my, my apartment's fully based on just my convenience. <laughs> That's honestly, like, not a bad choice. Yeah. So. But this is also a habit that I'm fully willing to drop just at, in a heartbeat. If somebody else shows up and they're like, hey, why is that that way? I'm like, oh, I don't know how to get that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm nor- me normal. <laughs> yeah. What? Why are you here? Yeah. Normally it's just me here. This is very strange. Yeah. Yes. So okay. Well, yeah. the rest of the couch is for my laundry. You see. So I oh, that that here. is. Ooh, that one struck right at the heart. Yeah. That's... I mean, to be clear, it's it's clean laundry. Sure. I just take it out of the dryer and I put it there, and I'm like, I'm gonna fold this, and then and here's the crazy thing, I don't. Well, the weird thing is somebody keeps wearing it before I can fold it. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, and then next thing I know, a week's gone by and it's all dirty again. <laughs> I will say as a second point that I'm often not wearing clothes that really require folding. Right. So. Right. I mean, it's like 90% like underwear and undershirts because scrubs are worn during the week. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, you know. 
it doesn't and now especially now that we're like not going places i have even fewer things that are outside wear to wash right right i made a sort of strategic error that has manifested in me not folding my laundry which is that when i first moved into my apartment i didn't get a dresser for clothing Mm. instead i got these drawers that slide in and out underneath my bed i see and there's something about putting clothes away in those drawers that I just don't enjoy. Maybe it's the fact that I like have to bend over. Yeah, that's, right. and, yeah, yeah. that's probably what it, it is. It just reminds me that I'm getting older. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't enjoy it. So then that, you know, the upstream effect of that is that I just don't fold my laundry. You know, I, I actually, I really enjoy that anecdote because I, I think it's actually a perfect encapsulation of like the mindset of like a single guy being efficient yeah where it's like ah this will be very efficient and things will be out of the way like without realizing that like sometimes like furniture exists for beyond functional reasons yes yes. (laughs) right like that's like like people have dressers for other like just to like as furniture it's like it's a piece of a bedroom right i think there's a certain type of stupidity that exists in a lot of men i don't think it's gender exclusive but it exists in a lot of men where you will assume that other people didn't have a good reason for the things that they're doing. (laughs) And therefore that you don't have to do it. And you kind of need to rediscover things that people already knew for a very long time. Yeah. You have to be like, oh, so this is why people have dressers. Even though the supposition is that everybody has dressers (laughs) for a reason. Right. Right. No, sure. You're like, like, no, but I figured out a better way. It's like, no, you haven't. (laughs) Yeah. Look, just because you have a Y chromosome doesn't make you an expert on fucking dressers for right. whatever reason. Right. Yeah. But the my lack of ability to <laughs> lean over to Oh nice my Oh bravo, nicely done. Brings us to today's topic. Oh, wow. I mean honestly, I think we often stumble into it, and this one is a stretch, but my goodness, I am proud of you. Well yeah. done. We 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 went around, you know. <laughs> We took the long way to today's topic, but we got there. We stopped at toast for some reason, but there you go. Hey, here we are. Just uh, for the listener, I don't know if that whole toast part ended up in the episode, but I think it did. Oh, I mean, if it didn't, this episode is going to be like 10 minutes long. Exactly. (laughs) So, Anywho, today we're talking about exercise and wellness. Uh, and the reason I want to talk about this is it's one of those things that is constantly brought up. It's kind of the first thing on everybody's tongue. My joke is it's about yoga. It's always just like, oh, right. you should do yoga. That's going to make right. you feel it, better. It is like the encapsulation of like the wellness and burnout meme. It's like, oh, you're feeling burnt out because of this terrible system you exist in. Have you considered yoga? And it's like, what the <laughs> yes yes so that way you can be flexible and burnt out at right. the same time perfect yeah <laughs> you can be flexible enough to just really pat yourself well on the back <laughs> arguably you should be flexible enough to do that already but you know for the purposes of the bit <laughs> sure fair enough continue so the reason i wanted to talk about it is because i think a lot of people react very negatively to that because You have so many people who just use exercise sort of as a way to dismiss you. It's like, oh, you already have the tools to feel better. So why are you not feeling better? Yeah, it's 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 a weird way of saying it, but it sort of uses like 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 a cudgel to an extent. It's just like it's like be more well, and it's like that's not helpful. It's not a helpful piece of advice to give someone. Yes, and it creates this sort of false supposition that I've just chosen 
not to exercise and that I've chosen to kind of just not do anything, really. But that isn't the case. Oftentimes, people are find themselves in situations where they can't, right? You know, super long shifts, whatever it might be. Maybe they don't have access to a gym readily available to them. And, you know, by the time they're getting home, is it safe to run outside? Everybody always says, oh, you could just go outside. I'm like, well, the reality of the world is that you can't just go outside in a lot of parts of the world for a variety of reasons. Right. Um, so it it's a quick answer that doesn't really capture the reality of the situation. However, I wanted to talk about it because there is a lot of good data out there for why exercise is valuable to your mental health overall. So essentially, I, I sent to Samir this big review article that just looks at the variety of ways in which exercise is helpful to you and how it's been shown to improve mood and anxiety and depression. And suffice it to say, it's just kind of all the things. That was the crux of the article. It's like, it'll make you less anxious. It'll make you less depressed. Yeah, I mean, there's a point in the article where they're talking about, like, knockout mice. And I was like, all right. <laughs> This is, the people have gone way further into this than I expected. <laughs> exactly. It's much more technical. And they talk about runner's high and all this stuff. And we'll link to that article in our description so you guys can read that. But just me recapping that article is not going to be particularly interesting in any way, shape, or form. So, Samir, I want to ask, like, how has exercise fit into your wellness journey? Sure. If you will. Yeah, no, I, I, and I think it's a good question. I will say, as we were kind of discussing, I am not great about it, um, and I think currently I don't do a good job of it um, in terms of like really active, intentional exercise. It's not something I really do on a regular basis. I often justify to myself being like, oh, well, I, you know, in the hospital, I'm walking like three, four miles a day a lot of times, so like that's probably good enough. Spoiler, it is not. I guess I'll take this and sort of take it in a slightly different direction, which is that I have definitely fallen into the trap multiple times. I think something I've probably mentioned to you before where I will just sort of accidentally not leave my apartment for days at a time. Like, not really... Like that, that sounds worse and, like, I'm suffering from depression um, mm -hmm. than it is. It's just that I don't necessarily immediately think to do so. Uh, for the for the listener, Samir is sobbing right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm very good at hiding it yeah. uh, in my voice. But uh, visually, uh, obvious. <laughs> just tears streaming down his face. Right. Um, you know, so I, I think what's interesting about that is... I will do that. And once again, it's not that I'm kind of intentionally not doing it, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm home for the weekend. I'm playing some video games, watching some movies, maybe, you know, just getting some work done. And I, I've already like cooked or something. I have my food. I don't need to go out anywhere, right? There isn't like, I need to go to the grocery store or whatever. And then like Monday rolls around and I kind of realize I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't leave my apartment for like the full weekend. And inevitably, I feel worse for having done that. Um, and so I think even beyond just the fundamentals of exercise, which I think is a, I think is a broader discussion, I think just the basic things like things like going outside, even going for like a brief walk. I, I don't think it's like the exercise itself, which is doing it. I think it's just like being out in the world is important and valuable. And whenever I, I, I try to make more of an active effort to do so, because when I was again, whenever I forget to, I, I, I feel the results. But it is, at least personally, sometimes harder than I would think. I suppose, how do you feel about that at the end of the weekend, say, when you realize, hey, I didn't do anything? Yeah, I mean, it kind of just, it feels weird. It doesn't feel good. I think I'm someone where I have both introverted and extroverted tendencies. I think I'm, I'm a very social person. 
I used to think that just meant that I, oh, I'm, that means I'm very extroverted because I'm, I'm, I'm extremely social, but I'm actually yeah, yeah, yeah. not. I'm looking I, in the background, you're actually at a party right now. Okay. Well, the very funny joke, not funny during the current times. Okay, this is slander. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't even suggest such a thing. I would never do that. Yeah. Um, also, what a quiet, quiet impressively quiet party. <laughs> just a really good headphone. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> just really good mic. I'm fundamentally, you know, I think people describe us as when you're extroverted, you gain energy from being around people. When you're introverted, you gain energy from being by yourself and sort of vice versa. And so I, um, I think I gain from both in a sense, but I think there are periods of time where I just kind of want to just hang out by myself and just do various things. But at the end of the day, when I finish a weekend like that, I don't feel great about it. I'm like, oh, it was a relaxing weekend. But I'm like, I should have done some, I should have just been part of the world more. And it doesn't, yeah, it kind of just feels, it kind of feels shitty, I would say. And I don't know if that's me thinking that I should be meeting some sort of weird standard that I'm setting for myself, or it's just a genuine sense of, or, or I was not as well in some vague sense as I could have been. And I, a little hard to, hard to say. Yeah, I find that I struggle from the same thing. Pre-COVID, I used to do a lot of little things. And this whole situation has kind of brought to light the number of stuff I did just to get out of the house. Sure. Like on weekends, I mean, there's a reason I know so many coffee shops. It's because I'll just go to a coffee shop Saturday morning just to be out of the house for like 30 minutes to an hour. Or there's a reason I saw all the Best Picture nominations. It was just like, oh, it's a weekend. I don't want to do anything really. So I can go to the movies and like have done something without really doing very much right all the times that i've hiked a lot it's usually just because i'm like oh well i'll just be outside of the house also because i have an audiobook i'm listening to that's usually the thing sure. that will make me get out and hike a lot so i think actually that's actually a good jumping off point right which is i think hiking clearly qualifies as exercise right mm. it's not going to a movie it's not going to a coffee shop which i think are valuable in and of themselves as we're kind of discussing but to get back to exercise what was it specifically that you made you choose to go hiking as opposed to, you know, going to a coffee shop or just like going and like sitting in the park or something? You know, what was it? Because hiking, I feel like, is a relatively active choice to make. I mean, sure, you had an audiobook, but like I, it still feels like a more active choice than just that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's actually goes kind of both ways in terms of its relationship with my addiction to listening to stuff is that. I can't just go to a coffee shop and listen to an audiobook. I will get distracted by my phone. That's fair. Yeah, and then I'll be looking at, like, Reddit, and I won't be listening to the book. Whereas if I go on a hike, I can kind of shut down some of my inherent distractibility and just focus on whatever I'm listening to. Uh, It also just kind of feels good after you do it. It's just, like, nice to be outside. We both went to med school together in a cold environment, right? Or that was very wintry for a large part of the year and i definitely got seasonally affected so i still make a point to just go outside and get some sunlight every once in a while alaska to be clear yes yes we did go to med school in alaska some cold nights certainly some cold nights yeah (laughs) the mic froze more than once (laughs) maybe we should have not recorded outside but i mean well, we wanted a more genuine experience. Hey, I mean, if you want the Alaska experience, you got to record outside. That's Unfortunately, bit... yes. Were all of our hard drives destroyed by cold damage? Yes, that did happen. <laughs> they did. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. So, unfortunately, Cold Boys will never be released to the public. <laughs> but it was a fun podcast. 
Good old cold boys. Cold boys. <laughs> anyway. But yes, I, yeah, as you were saying. Sorry, yeah, we, we went to uh, a med school in a cold part of the U.S., or often cold. And, and I think your point was that it tended to make us less likely to go outside, I would think. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And now I live in a totally different environment <laughs> where it is the same temperature all the time. And it's warm. And it's great. Still Alaska, but climate change has fucking taken its toll. Yes, yes. I'll be the first to say it. Thank God for climate change. (laughs) (laughs) So I go out quite a bit more now just to kind of appreciate the environment that I'm in. Uh, So it, it ticks multiple boxes for me. But it's nice to just feel as though you've done something. Half the time I go on a hike is just to be like, oh, I, I did a thing today. I That was the point of our last podcast together. Right. Certainly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there are so much stacked against you in terms of like exercising in medicine, right? First of all, you wake up like too goddamn early. And so many people, the the hypomanic individuals in our cohort are just like, well, yeah, I just get up at 4 a.m., pound out a quick workout and then i head to work i'm like first of all you don't give a fuck about your neighbors because there's no way that you're like lifting weights at 4 a.m and so the person below you is not like what the fuck is this person doing (laughs) you know i live in an apartment building i know the guy below me has hit the ceiling when i tried to work out in the morning before work out of the conscientiousness i try not to do it but then you get back from work and you're just like totally burnt and and you and i have talked about the sort of inertia of like the second you sit down at home right nothing will happen <laughs> so putting that all together right so i think we've established being outside or kind of just doing things inside the apartment uh, it seems to be beneficial for i think for both of our mental healths and i think probably for most people in general which is not shocking and that specifically when you've done things that are more exercise and specific like hiking it seems to also be pretty beneficial but then we've also established that our schedules are not the best for it, even though obviously we have colleagues who manage and do so while having even busier lives. Thinking through it, is there anything that you have found that has been helpful when you have been more consistent about exercising or doing things like going on hikes, etc.? Like something that you have found to be useful? Well, there's two things that resonate a lot with me. One was a thing I'm actually stealing from this um, guy. He's a writer. He writes for TV and movies, and he talks about the difference between discipline and motivation. Mm, I, I, I think I've seen this before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The long and short of it is that motivation is a thing that flares up and goes away very easily. But discipline is a thing you can do even when you don't necessarily want to do it, right? And I have suffered in my life for a distinct lack of discipline. I can get very motivated about random things, and I'll work very hard on those things while I'm doing them. But then if the mood suddenly leaves me, I, do, I just stop. So I think there's been times where I've been working out very religiously that have been largely due to the fact that I'm just like very motivated at that point in time. But then all it takes is like the wrong domino to fall and it kind of just falls apart, you know, house of cards style. So that's always been a thing that struck me that I need to like fix i just need to be more disciplined about it to treat it like it's i don't know studying for an exam or brushing your teeth that's actually the the comparison that i've always thought was the best which is if you can make working out into brushing your teeth it's just a thing you do like 
You don't think about it. You just do it every day. Sometimes twice a day. You should do it twice a day, guys. And also floss. But that's besides the point. That's for your wellness. That's for your gingival wellness. We have we have three clinical recommendations today. Yeah. Brush your teeth twice a day. Floss. Always toast your buns. Always toast your buns. Always toast your buns. And floss your teeth after you toast those buns. Yeah. If we uh, ever have merch, I think we'll have to put those three rules on the t-shirt. <laughs> so if, we ever have, if we ever have merch, I mean, either something crazy has happened or we're really not applying our money well. <laughs> no, no. We've, we've sunken further into our delusions. <laughs> right. Uh, one or the other or both. Yeah. But the long and short of it is, I don't know. I, I don't know what the mystery is to, like, consistently working out and working it into your schedule. I mean, that's, I guess that is the mystery of it. It's just, like, finding a place for it where it will always be and making sure that you set aside that time for real. Don't think of it as an optional time. Compare it to something that you would never skip. And I know that there's people out there who won't brush their teeth, which is just crazy to me maybe because my mother works in dental hygiene which i mean also me. just like just basic th- i don't just mean. being a human but there's people who like skip showers or skip brushing their teeth so sure. i don't know i don't know but if you could put that on that level it becomes sort of outside of the realm of skippable things yeah it's not it's not like a choice anymore like i i've right. been i've been running late in the morning and i i, I don't leave without brushing my teeth it's like, it's not, there's no option involved in that. I would never think to leave without brushing my teeth. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it doesn't really matter the scenario. Like I, it's like the only scenario would be like s- someone's literally dying like outside. And so if you brush your teeth, they could die in the next two minutes. I'm like, okay, let me go. See you. Yeah. Somebody's actively doing CPR in your living room. Like, like, oh, all right. <laughs> I don't know how you guys got in here, but I guess I'll take over. Sure, like that scenario, I guess you can skip it. Well, temporarily. I mean, you should go back and do it once you finish with the sure, CPR. Sure, after you've called it. And once uh, again, yeah, once again, probability says it's not going to work. So I mean. Yeah. Well, there's just no way anesthesia is going to get to my living room on time. <laughs> so. <laughs> I keep calling anesthesia alert and no one shows up. No one shows up. Oh. Anesthesia won't come to my parties. This probably sounds like not funny, but it's just so dark. Oh my god, it's like the scenario in which you just, like, for some reason, you're like, constantly calling anesthesia alerts. Oh my god, goodness gracious. Alright, well. Yeah, so I... So fine. You put all that together, and I, I, I guess as with many of our things, I don't think I necessarily have a great suggestion or answer. But it's one of those things that just, it always feels like, I, I totally agree with you. I think I've experienced the same thing where I have these random spurts of motivation and they do work for a while. Well, sometimes, sometimes they just are very fleeting, but they will work for a while. And it's just, I, even though I've done things like workout consistently for like, I don't know, like a month, even two months, three months, it's never stuck in the same way as like the kind of habit that... Something like brushing your teeth is or, you know, a similar type of thing. Well, I think the big thing a lot of people think about is that they feel like they don't have the time for it, right? Right, which is right. It's kind of the crux of it. Which is fair when you think about working out in the way that I think most people think about it, which is like, I need to run for a period of time and then maybe I need to lift weights or I need to go play basketball, whatever it might be that you enjoy doing, right? Or that you tolerate doing, but... A lot of these studies show that the amount of time it takes is not as high as you think it would be. 
So a lot of them are talking about things closer to like 30 minutes, 15 minutes. You know, you hear the, the 30 minutes three times a week. And they always talk about a treadmill. But the reason they always talk about that is those are very convenient increments of time to study. I could put a person on a treadmill for 30 minutes and then, you know, I, sure. I won't have them drop out of my study, you know. But the reality of the situation is you can do a lot of that stuff, whatever you like, on your own. You know, there there's that... um. There's like seven minute workouts out there that work every part of your body a little bit, or you could just run the stairs. A lot of the attendings in IR in my department will just run the stairs. They'll just be like, okay, I got time in between a case. I'm going to run up and down the stairs. See, it seems crazy to do at work because you get all sweaty. I'm wearing scrubs. I, you just change. I guess that's true. <laughs> but I don't know. I still we, don't... We're, we're blessed groups. I, I mean, still, I, I still don't love it though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll try to go on walks at lunch if I'm just like. If I don't have something or if conference ends for 10 minutes early, I'll walk five minutes in one direction and then walk back five minutes back to my conference room. Little things like that, just sneaking it in can definitely help out. Is it going to get you to where you need to go? Is it going to make you ripped in a year? No, but you don't brush your teeth to have perfect teeth. You, you brush your teeth to keep your teeth from getting worse. <laughs> I'm loving this teeth analogy. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it works right so exercise is to become more of a, a maintenance thing well so i, I think to your point as well though it, it's it depends on where your goals are right i mean if your goals are i want to get really ripped or i want to be in like incredible shape and like run a marathon those are that's a totally different thing that i think what we're, what we're really discussing actually i think the point you made which is a good one is the path to that and the path to improving your overall mental health and mental well-being via exercise are not the same yes exactly which, which i think is an important point to make actually because i i don't think that's actually i'm sure it's been said to me but i don't think it's actually been that clearly demarcated yes i think the, the distinction between athletics and fitness is not sharp enough running a marathon is athletics i people think like oh he's he's in good shape he runs marathons but no that's like Nobody needs to do that, really. Like, that's a choice, and it's it's something that you engage in as a hobby, and it's great if you like that. But your aspiration, if you just want to be fit and healthy, should not be to run a marathon. Right. Because you might just burn out. In the same way people burn out on medicine, you might just be like, oh, this is hard, so I'm going to stop doing it. Your aspirations need to be to just keep yourself in a healthy place. Because the battle of this health is all just, it's lost in inches, you know? It's just a day after a day after a day, and then suddenly it's been like three months and you haven't actually worked out. And suddenly it's just a little bit harder to do things. And then eventually one thing will happen that'll tip you over, right? Is it your coronary health gets worse? Do you slip a disc? Do you roll your ankle? Whatever it might be, those little things when you're not a healthy person can knock you out of commission, right? You know, uh, a 250-pound person rolling their ankle versus a 160-pound person rolling their ankle. <laughs> Two very different injuries. That discussion applies really well to mental health as also. I, I mean, I think there certainly are scenarios in which there is a particularly traumatic life event or someone has like a psychotic break. or all the, I mean, There are definitely reasons why things can happen suddenly. But I do think a lot of it ends up being a slow decline or so slip into something that you don't really necessarily see coming, which I think is the reason why it can be hard to identify, right? 
Because day to day, it doesn't seem that different. And it's three months later, and you're actually in a place of being like pretty moderately depressed. And it's hard to trace back what happened, right? Like you look at yourself now compared to six months ago, and you're like, something's different. And you can't really point to what is different. Or you just know, you just know something is. And so I think to your point, I, I think beyond the idea of exercise as you know athletics like you were describing, or beyond the idea of main, maintaining your physical health, I think what maybe hasn't been made clear enough to me, or maybe I just wasn't listening closely enough, is, and I, I kind of had a better sense after looking through this article, which is that it does not take that much to maybe make a meaningful difference in your mental health and the way you feel about yourself through exercise. And a little bit each day can do a lot for what is often a very nebulous thing. Where like, how often can you say like, how do I make my mental health better like each day? It right. I don't think there are clear answers to that. And it seems like this is actually not an unreasonable path to do so. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of the things that people recommend, it's not, it doesn't have a super high barrier to entry. Anybody can go for a walk. Anybody can knock out a few squats in their living room. Now, will they suddenly be benching? No, probably not. But they can they can get that blood flowing, do a little bit of exercise, and, and feel some sort of appreciable benefit over time. It's not going to be today, and it's not going to be tomorrow, but you're adding little percentiles on top to your wellness. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I... I definitely have the sense right now that I have after some of these discussions or after I've watched a particularly inspiring YouTube video, which is I'm like, yeah, I should, I should do these things. But I also know from my own experience, right, that it's like I, I as we were discussing, oftentimes it's easy to have that flare of motivation or feeling like, yeah, this is something that would be beneficial. You know, I, I objectively know that, right? I've known it before today's discussion also. I will say at least for, and once again, I'm saying this with the caveat that maybe this is just wishful thinking. But I will say for my brain, seeing data is useful. It feels more real than the sort of vague kind of hippie shit. And that I think is also my own bias. I don't think that's totally fair. I think there are a lot of things that I don't necessarily have strong data, but can make a big difference in people's lives. But like, for me personally, in my general worldview, it does not work well for me. And it's part of the reason why a lot of times wellness talks like don't work for me. Because even if the person starts bringing out data, inevitably there's some, the sort of like overall call towards some type of thing that just, I just don't care about or believe in. And so it never really speaks to me as anything. I'm like, okay, well, you're kind of selling me some other thing. And so I, I wonder if, if having this data can at least maybe convince me at a deeper level that this is something worth doing? I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a good question that you bring up. Does this data overcome the sort of skepticism and cynicism that I think is inherent to everybody, every resident that I know has some amount of that, which is just like, oh, you're going to tell me this thing and it's going to make my life so much better. And you're going to tell me about how great it is. And that's the problem with a lot of these wellness talks is they're, they're shooting for the stars here. They're like, here's how you get to 100%. And I'm like, dude, I'm at like 20%. <laughs> I, I am not anywhere near that. Right. 
to a hundred percent is an illusion. I, I am so far down. I being the royal I. I'm so far down that I don't even believe a hundred percent is a thing that I can do, that a person can do. I and you saying that you're at a hundred percent makes me think that you're lying. <laughs> lying or just like your like your experiences are, are not relevant to mine. Right. You're just horribly naive. Like, you just don't know what it's like. I, I will say, in general, this is made worse by the fact... I, I absolutely despise it when we have people give us wellness talks who are not physicians. I mean, it's so pointless. I, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Because, like, I know they cannot possibly get it. Like, the, like it, it's just like you're completely missing what my baseline is. And I think even further beyond that, I will say... There is something to be said also for having people who are just closer to residency give those kind of discussions. Because also at the same time, even if it's a physician, but now they're like 60 and they're into all this wellness stuff, also don't like super care either. Because at this point, I don't think you have a, like, I don't, I know you remember, like you remember it, but I don't think you have the visceral, immediate memory that like you feel deeply in your person <laughs> when you're actually in it. I think you remember it. Like, you remember. I, I, I know there's no, there's no way you're going to forget what residency was. But I think it's just different. When it's a distant memory, it's easier to remember these things as not as bad. We don't want our past to be traumatic, for the most part. There's some people who live off that stuff. But most people don't want to think that, like, oh, that was really hard and it wasn't good. It wasn't a good thing that happened to me. Most people want their past to be like a happy story. Sure, we have fun telling the stories about like, oh, remember that really crazy thing, that really hard night when I worked 48 hours in a row or whatever, shit like that. We like war stories, but the end of those for, I think, a lot of physicians is like, oh, but it wasn't so bad. Uh, it was fine. It was fine. I'm like, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be fine. Like, you're allowed to just kind of live in that trauma. And the problem with a lot of these, like, more separated people these people who are a little further out from it is they still have that same defense mechanism and the second you put up that defense mechanism i'm just like i don't feel like you're being genuine with me anymore i feel like you're you're using your defense mechanism but you're not like living this real experience that i'm having anymore and maybe you can't maybe you can't you know, maybe you can't go back to that place because to go back to that place is to admit that like, hey, this shitty thing happened to me and there wasn't a really good reason for it. Yeah. And now it's just deeply part of who I am in, in places like in places I no longer unlock. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I've been fundamentally altered by this experience, <laughs> but it wasn't that bad. Right. So right. I, I'm not sure exactly where that leads us to the end of this, but I think what I will take away is that when you look at something like exercise, and I think that's a specific example, really, but I think it's a broader discussion, right, about these sort of like wellness cures. I mean, you know, these basically these ideas of like this, this thing you can do. For me personally, and I suspect for many residents, being that we're generally pretty like science-minded people, we're like beaten into our head like evidence-based medicine, data, data, data. When I think you're trying to sell someone on it, who is going to approach the world that way. I think when you go into it without an acknowledgement of what they're actually dealing with and like a genuine, like not like a, Oh, I know it's hard. It's like, no, like I viscerally understand what this is. And also I know that actually executing this is going to be like extremely difficult to do. 
But genuinely, here is data that suggests that a small action can actually have a big reward if you are consistent about it. I think there is something to be said for that. And I, I would hope, once again, I'm using myself as an example, I would hope I'm able to take away from it, like maybe this is something that I really should try to actively be, like an, make an active choice about. Yeah, maybe this is the way to approach that argument is really all we're saying. Because at the end of the day, the data shows that exercise can have a positive effect on your mental well-being. But bringing that data to reality is always more tricky. And I think what you and I are both saying is that right now, it's so covered up by multiple layers of sort of other people's BS, whatever that might be. Maybe it's a person who just doesn't really understand our situation. Maybe it's a person who does understand our situation, but wants to believe that it's not that bad. Maybe it's done too quickly. It's not done with nuance. It's a discussion that needs to be had with nuance where you actually like hear that the other person is struggling with something and say, hey, this is a potential thing that helps. And don't overpromise, right? Don't promise 100% because I don't know if 100% is attainable, <laughs> but like a boost. Better. Better, yeah. Better is always something to strive toward. Yeah. Best is a lot to ask. It is. Yeah. Anyways, Samir, <laughs> I think really what we want to get back to is... Always toast your buns. Sure, sure, sure. But what do you, what cheese did you use on these burgers? Uh, pepper Jack. Pepper Jack, nice. I like a good Pepper Jack, yeah. you know? I think people are too afraid of heat sometimes. They are. I'm like, just a little, just a little kick. Were, they, were you serving it to, to brown folks? Or? Uh, no, it was not. Okay, okay. But, okay. They, but they handled it with the... With, I mean, you know, with, I just... With I, the plum. I, I, yeah. Go with grace and dignity. Yes. Well, that's very good, sir. Pepper Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, approach good. all things like you might approach Pepper Jack, is what I'm trying to say. Ooh. Now, there's, now there's a good place to end. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. I got Guys, I want you to meditate on that. <laughs> guys, you can email us your thoughts on Pepper Jack to mandatorywellnesssession at gmail.com. You can also follow us at MWS Podcast on Instagram or on Facebook at facebook.com slash MWS Podcast FB. Uh, we also have a website, which are linked at the various uh, social media accounts. And we are also on iTunes and can be on whatever podcasting app you listen to. If we're, if we're not on it, just email us and we can make it happen. As always, our theme song is Nothing Slash Anything by Westy Reflector. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> um, actually, thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, here's an interesting fact. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>